0: Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com/slash fmlfpl. Welcome to a fireside chat. We have international break, so we have a nightmare no FPL games. But we are honored to be with James Drury from FPL Surgery Podcast. Very excellent FPL content there, and welcome to the show, James. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, boss. Good to be on. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's kind of fun to have you know an FPL focused chat. Other, th- other unlike our other firesides, normally a little bit more footy related, but. Uh, You know, FPL wanted to talk about your Game Week 1 team, maybe take us back about a month um, and just maybe just start with dissecting kind of some of the decisions you made, maybe share with us what your Game Week 1 team looked like and just kind of time machine, take us back to to that moment.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we obviously spent way too much time on our Game Week 1 teams because the game opened so early, so we... We went back and forth with many, many teams. I'm sure I had nearly all the players that you could possibly have in my team. Uh, um, yeah, it started with um, the Bournemouth, which was I was uh, enamoured with going with because they started so well uh, the year before, and it turned out that that was kind of the wrong decision in the end. But I I ended up with kind of the most template team that you could possibly have, <laughs> and that that's not necessarily because I was deliberately making that. It was just because it just ended up like that, and these players I thought were good, and yeah, a lot of other people had them as well.
0: Yeah, so for those of you keeping track at home, James went into the season with Pope and goal, uh, defense of Van Dyke, Rabo, Dean, and Zinchenko. Midfield had Fraser, Freys, uh, Mo, Sterling, Iose, and then Yotta and Callum Wilson up top. So yeah, I mean, you went heavy on Bournemouth. I guess you saw what you liked there with the opening fixtures and, as you mentioned, kind of banged the season last year. But were there any kind of like 50-50s that you were like kicking yourself now looking back that you're like, fuck, I wish I went with this guy? Or are you pretty happy with kind of where you landed in that in that very templaty kind of team?
1: I'm, I'm not really. It's the TAA Trent at the back, which I just thought he, you know, I started the season thinking he is the best one to go for. I just thought that that rotation was always going to happen. And I went for Robertson in the end. It was, I'm, I'm regretting it now. And I'm almost tempted to do a sideways move from Robertson to TAA, but I, I don't think I'm going to. Um, the other 50-50s, I mean, I, I'm, I was happy to start with, you know, Jota, but, <laughs> Now I'm not. I've obviously removed him since, and the Bournemouth assets. Yeah, not really half of them. But you know, you can see why you've gone from it's. It's a uh, they. They had the two easy fixtures. So Bournemouth last year was scoring a lot of goals. So you're hoping for something this year to to kick off. Obviously, it didn't happen. So they they went game week two. Um, other than that, no, not really any other 50-50s, which I get. I got okay. um, Luca Dean Rye. Um, Perez was kind of a punt which I was going for, which didn't turn out well. Van Dijk, I kind of enjoyed. Pope was the one which I'm I'm glad I got right so far. And then Sterling and Salah just seemed like the must-haves, really.
0: Right, right. I remember. I think you were talking about you had Trent and Rabo preseason, but you switched off to Van Dyke because of that yeah. rotation. And you did you start with point five in the bank?
1: Yeah, I had that point five in the, in the bank, which yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of kind of against doing. Really, I kind of think like you should be using all of your money. But that point five did come in handy for getting KDB after game week two. So okay. it's something which I, I don't really regret, but. Looking back, I, I kind of now wish I started with uh, TA, but I don't know if that would have changed things going forward, because Game Week 3, when I did make all those changes, I don't know if I could have got Pookie in, along with uh, De Bruyne and Mount, who all scored me points in that Game Week 3. So, right,
0: well, James, getting, getting ahead of us, all right? You're outpacing the host here. I'm going to pull us back, so... Game week two, you sat tight and you, you kind of dithered around, and then game week three is when you you held your transfer. Game week one, so you went into game week three with three transfers. So, talk us through what you what you looked at there and what you, what your thought process was.
1: Yeah, so I was always going to remove Fraser and Wilson, kind of no matter what just because I I either wanted Kane or I wanted KDB. And I knew that pre-season because I I planned out. There's quite a lot that I planned out pre-season. I mean, I did have – in our Slack channel, we get this – Planner by uh, Stefan Horsard he's formed this planner which allows you to see all the game weeks in front um, and what fixtures you can have uh, all together so it's all in one sum I know you can kind of do that on the FPL site but I would plan them way far ahead like towards game week 10 and so, so, yeah, so I was looking, but it's always changeable, isn't it? It's not something which you think set in stone. In fact, I've changed nearly all my plans up till then. But <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, it, what am I going to have for breakfast for? I don't know.
1: My <laughs> like game week 10 is like in November. But at least it gives you kind of an idea of what you <laughs> no, yeah, want to do. It. So I got you, I got you. Um, yeah, so I was looking at the KDB or Kane to bring in game week three. And I wanted KDB and I also wanted Pookie, but he went up that point one. So that forced me into removing Perez, which I was going to keep for that Sheffield United game and Bournemouth game. Luckily, I didn't. I actually bought him Mount because he, he got the goal in the end and it worked out well. So it was always the KDB and Pookie move that I was going to do.
0: Okay, so I want to kind of step back and ask you a little more macro level question. Um, so game week one, you started with a a fairly close to template team. And then game week three, you know, you brought in Kevin, Mount, and Pookie. To kind of, you know, more or less stay with the template, is, is tell me about what kind of manager you are in terms of that and, and your, your player picks. Do you do you usually use the template as kind of like a guide or, or how do you look at it?
1: I just think the, the template is formed based on, uh, you know, familiar decisions on stats. I mean, I'm very much a stats man, but I try to watch as much as possible. Um, it's just that I knew that KDB and Pookie were looking great. And I needed to get him in. Mount was the one which I was unsure about, and it was kind of my punt. Looking at the stats, he was doing well. Um, so again, I got him before he came, became the template, but I suppose Deboy and Ampouki were very much template. Now I've, mm-hmm. I've even made another move this week, which again is probably template, but I just see them as, as the good moves. I mean, if I could play around with my team like now, if I could wild card, which uh, I'm not going to yet, um, yeah, there is a few other changes which I'd make, which is away from the template. But it's it's about kind of getting to that template before it actually forms. I don't think about it as um, loads of other people are making the same moves. I'm going to do that. It just happens to be sure. the moves I'm, I'm making.
0: Okay, I got you. So. So you mentioned that you you're very much of a stats kind of guy. What t- talk us through kind of you know what stats do you keep a close eye on? Which ones do you weigh more than others? How do you incorporate stats with you know your your player selection and that with FPL?
1: Oh, I suppose it depends on the position, really, doesn't it? I mean, uh, defenders I look more for assist potential more than scoring. I mean, PVA could be a better scoring asset than uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, but Trent Alexander Arnold's always going to get more points week to week because of his assist potential. Um and I suppose the key stats for midfielders and forwards are big chances, penalty area touches, probably shot volume. I do like a player volume, yeah, okay. which, which shoots a lot and shots in the box more importantly and shots on target. You know the person who's the player who's getting more shots on target are going to be decent Um, and then I suppose you're looking at like KDB things in terms of big chances created. And I also try and look at, um, a lot of stats to do with the teams, like what team are creating the most chances, what team are actually conceding the most chances and what fixtures they've, they've got coming up. Um, because I think that does count for a lot. I do try and base it more on fixtures as well. I'm more of a fixtures guy than form.
0: Okay. Um, I had a question back to defense. You were kind of mentioned like assist potential. What, how do you normally weigh up, you know, the fullbacks versus centerbacks kind of a thing? Do you do you have a preference? I mean, do you prioritize the nailedness when Champions League starts kind of things and go with centerbacks? I mean, I heard you 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 went without Trent for Van Dyke, you know, citing the potential rotation there. What, 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 how do you look at that?
1: Yeah, um, I do want the um, the nailed on fullback, which you yeah, know the. The nailed on fullbacks, you can see you don't want to go for any Spurs assets. Like, you can go for a Man United asset, Liverpool, like, yeah, Everton. They're the ones which you kind of want to keep. Um, The centre backs, I, I do like, but the, I think it's the goal scoring which you're only going for there with the, um, clean sheets and um, because yeah. Liverpool was so high up on the clean sheets that's kind of why I went for Van Dijk because I just thought they Liverpool got the most goals from set pieces so Van Dijk's going to be up there in scoring he was towards the end of last season scoring quite a few and I thought that he would be a lot more this season turns out he's only got one but who knows we're only four games in um, but yeah it is the, the mainly the attacking fullbacks I, I would go for and the nailedness yeah like I said with the Spurs assets not going to go for them but I mean like who who knows that Carl Walker Peters might be one of the best uh, forward options from the defense possible oh because you God. remember when he got that free assist last year it could be could be doing yeah. that again this year but you're never going to go for him it's horrible from, though <laughs> you, well, you, it's, I don't know <laughs> you're never going to go for him either because he's always got that Aurier um, behind him and now Sanchez apparently Jesus Christ we're not going to get
0: into that um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with Van Dyke, right? He's still in two returns and four. It's not half bad, but I guess baseline bonus points too. It's like I always struggle. Like for me personally, when I'm looking at a team like, like a Burnley or something, and I try and look at like the center backs are so bad at pass completion, so they're um, you know their baseline bonus points on clean sheets is always pretty low. Like Pope is basically better than any of their back four for. Bonus points, right?
1: Yeah. But, I mean, have, have you seen the penalty area touches that Tarkovsky yeah, and me are getting? At the moment, they look pretty decent. <sighs> yeah, you know, I don't
0: know me. I'm, I'm looking at Tarko. I, I have to do something about Laporte. So I'm, I am looking at Tarko because I have a good run, boat.
1: Yeah, I suppose you you've know. got that option now, now that he's injured. that You can either go all the way down to free up money, or yeah. you can just go to maybe Otamendi or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm fucking, I haven't even figured that out yet. Um, okay, that's that's interesting. So I had a question from Milan. Um, I think it's kind of topical. It's something that we've been struggling with. I think we just always have. But um, he wanted to kind of know what you think or how you distinguish between positivity in like the negative sense of being too passive or too scared when you're doing moves. So being patient versus being aggressive. Like, how do you trust the process, kind of, and stick with the guys? that you started with, and how do you know when you're going to jump ship? Like, How do you
1: determine that line? I suppose, I mean, <clears throat> FPO isn't really binary, is it? It's not no. black and white. So. so why don't
0: we use, like, we have, like, phrase and Iose, right? Like, they were a couple players who, I mean, I, I was on Perez, you were on both, and you jumped off them, but you still had Joda, and he's, like, you know, playing on a fucking bad team. <laughs> yeah. You know, they are dead on their feet. So, why would you like keep Jota but get rid of the mids? Like, like the kind of with those three guys, maybe use them as examples to right. to put context.
1: I suppose if you're looking at the stats behind what those, as well as the eye test, they weren't looking good. They weren't like Perez wasn't involved in any of Leicester going forward, um, and. You know, Jota, he's always got potential. He was always scoring towards the end of last season and he was scoring pre season and in the Europa. So you kind of hope that that would change to the Prem. Looks like it hasn't. That's why I've now removed him. But the choice was more, I kind of feel like it's just not going to happen for them. If they've not got the stats behind them, they they don't look good eye tests, then I, it would take, you know, two game weeks maybe for me. Um, yeah okay. maybe two maybe three it's it's dependent on fixtures as well isn't it i mean like if if you're looking just say sterling he got no shots in the last game if he got no shots in the next game i'm not going to be looking to remove him am i might because i know what he's capable of but i'm sure in the game after that he's going to at least get a few shots or something which will make me want to keep him it doesn't mean that i'm going to still remove him it just depends on the player and the and the price structure as well and what is around, which is better. For example, Mount was a lot better than Perez in terms of numbers and in terms of points of what he got up to then. So I thought, well, I'll just move him in because he's a better option. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the premiums versus those mid price guys who are more unproven with less sample size are is, is two different conversations. But yes. so basically, you're looking at eye tests plus stats plus fixtures plus who you could possibly Get in,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I, I like to keep okay. a. Um, I do like to keep a team for price structure. I think it's really important. It's always something I've tried to keep to. I mean, you've got thirty-four free transfers a season, so you can. That means you can kind of change your team up to. I think it's over five. Um, five times throughout a whole season you can change your team Uh, and that's if you use all of your chips so it's best to set up your team with a price structure which you can kind of be flexible and you know there's a lot of players around that bracket that you can jump to so yeah So
0: can you break that down a little bit more like the price structure you're talking about what do you look at are you looking at premium in all three categories of the team or parse that out a little bit more
1: i suppose It depends on how you've structured your whole team at first. For example, I I structured it with the the two mid mid-priced up front, and then I had two premiums in midfield, um, and then I had a load of premiums at the back. So you've got at the moment. I don't really have a cheap defender um, at the back, but you can always drop down to it. I always want to be able to hit two players. With just two moves. And at the moment I feel like I can do that if I if I just drop one of the heavy players. So can we look at that for a sec? So you're you went in with and you still have no premium
0: striker, but you have two premium mids, and there are only three premium mids in the game. So you're pretty all in on the two you chose. But you're still a double switch only away from getting to a premium up top where, where there are still a few options, right? There's Kane, there's Kuhn, there's Obs. So is that yeah. what you mean by structure? You're saying like you're still just a, a double switch away from getting into any of them?
1: Yeah. It makes it, you know, you, you've got those. I mean, like if I had two 4.5s up front and say Pookie, then I'm going to be so unbalanced and it's going to be so much harder for me to get to the likes of Obamiang or someone. Whereas now I can even move out De Bruyne, move Barnes up to the likes of um, Aubameyang and then bring in like a, a 5.4 midfielder. I've just done the, the change there just to see what happens. But yeah. Oh my
0: God. So did that, you get
1: Barnes in? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Oh, that's no, true. No.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> um, please please don't
1: say that out loud because I, I, I hate Barnes as a player. He's a, he's an awful player, but I just, I can't deny how, how well he's doing at the moment. He's just no, got I the stats and everything.
0: I hear you. I hear Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the reason why I'm kind of ramming this, we talk about structure a lot, but I, I'm kind of realizing as you're talking about it that we don't like really break it down to really what it means necessarily. So I think it's has some value maybe there,
1: right? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, um, I was talking to someone who was saying that he wanted to bring in mounts and couldn't because he didn't want those two 4.5s up front. And I, I totally agree because if, you, if you've got those 2.5s up front, it just, it, you're restricted to keeping at least one of them and it's so hard to kind of change one around for a decent player.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, wanted to ask you about hits. What's your normal kind of philosophy on taking hits? Is that something that you are aggressive about or do you kind of try and avoid them at all costs? What's your philosophy there?
1: I mean, I don't try and avoid it. I think if, if you, excuse me, if you're... Um, Needing to do a hit like I needed to do uh, game week three, just do it it 's not the end of the world if you do it. I think i'm more aggressive come the start of the season because I do look at my value as well and, and the team value mm-hmm. and you keep monitoring of it of it um, and if you need to get a hit to make sure you 've got that player here or there, start the season is probably the best time because you 've got the longest to make up those uh four points um towards the middle and towards the end of the season I really try and restrict it as much as possible for example last season I think I only took two three hits maybe um I can't really remember um the season before that again it was it was two or three it wasn't very many um so I do try and plan as I mentioned at the start of the part I do try and plan for at least six game weeks so if you've if you bring in a player I don't just do it for those next couple of fixtures. I always try and see the four fixtures after that. So if you need to move anything elsewhere, you can just do that instead, of, and you can keep the player that you've brought in. So that, okay. that kind of restricts the hits for me.
0: Yeah, that's interesting to hear that you plan that far ahead cuz I I typically don't go more than like 5 or 6 usually. That's kind of what I'm looking at, which is probably why I'm bad and you're good at FPL. So, that's, that's, so maybe I need to, maybe I need not know That's not true. That's not true. to that. Um, so I had another kind of interesting question. Maybe we'll we'll take a side step from the specific player talk and just more about, you know, what it's like being a podcast, you know, Having a podcast and being a content producer for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I've heard you on your pod talk about, it sounds like you listen to 7,000 FPL pods and you read everything. So with so many pods and, and you know, kind of sources of information, this question comes from J. Cole. How do you avoid kind of falling into an echo chamber and how do you separate the advice or the safe moves with kind of what, and what the podcasts are talking about from your own kind of individual thinking?
1: I mean, I, I never take what people say when I listen to a podcast. I never take it as, okay, they're right and I must go with that. I just use it as a, a window to be, I need to think about that and have a look at into that player and see what stats he, he's you know, producing. I mean, in being in the public, like, it doesn't really affect me. I uh, I don't really feel like people are looking at my team very very much at all. Like I feel like there are so many more managers out there better than me. And I'm not really bothered about them thinking about my team in any way and seeing what other people's teams I, that doesn't make me think, oh, I don't look at say FPL general and think, oh, he's bringing in this player. So I must bring in this player. I will look into it myself, make my own judgment because you're never going to, you're never going to do very well if you're just copying everything around you. It's not going to make you feel very good either. You want to become better yourself and i do think every year you can still learn no matter who you are or how many times you've you know come in the top 10 it's it's always a learning curve every year and every week you can still find new things to learn as well so i i don't tend to let the people around decisions affect me in a way of i'm going to follow it i will want to convince myself about it not let them convince me
0: yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty sound mentality around it, it sounds like. I mean, and at the end, right? When you make your own decisions and pick the players that you want, you can stand by them a little bit better, right? Than if you just say, oh, everyone was bringing in player X, so I felt like I had to, and then they blank twice and you're just miserable.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I do think, um, captain decision on this can be a big factor as well when you're, you know, going towards whatever captain you're choosing in, in the game week. Don't let the crowd sway you as much. Sometimes you do. It's a better option if you're not quite sure, just to play safe and just go with the overall crowd. But I do prefer just playing it simple and just saying, who do I think is going to score the most points? And then by the end of the season, I did that last season and I nailed, I think it was 34 captains. Uh, oh, Captain no C. big deal, James, yeah, no blanked. big deal.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. easy game. Yeah, easy. <laughs> I'm already on, like, fucking three Captain Blanks through four. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, I only missed four in, in in eight months. Yeah, great. All right, James, all right, all right, got
1: it. <laughs> uh, but that was, I, I do think I, I got a lot of luck. Like, in during that, I did Captain the likes of Lacazette, and um, I just... If you have a feeling about a player you think's gonna do well that week, I think just go for it and sometimes don't follow the crowd. But sometimes it, is, it can be easier if you do follow the crowd. But I don't agree with that way of playing.
0: Okay, so I had another podcast question, but I want to stick with captaincy here because I mean this is something that from a game theory standpoint, like Alan and I talk about like a lot is with captaincy, right? So maybe putting it on the spot, but see what you see what you if you can digest this or if I articulate it well, which is probably more of the X factor. So you know, you're going into the to the game week and you have two captaincy options and the fixtures are kind of near the, near each other, but one of the players is like 75% on all the polls. You know, say it's like a Mo versus Sterling kind of thing in an arbitrary week and they're both playing kind of like mid-table or shitty teams, equivalent, both home. Do you prefer to kind of stick with what the community is doing or would you because maybe if you see it like cl- really close like if if it's 75-25 in favor of say Sterling but you think it's more of maybe like a 50-50 of who's going to score more would you go differential there or do you feel more comfortable going with kind of the community if that made made any sense
1: I'm I'm okay comfortable I'm okay going with the community if I do believe okay. it's the right way Okay. But if, if I... I mean, like you can even take this game week, for example. Salah's at home to Newcastle. He's not gone away for international. Sterling's playing Norwich, and he's going to go away for international. And both of them are really good choices. It's uh, it's actually quite tough for me to choose this this week. But I think that the Norwich defence is going to be a lot worse than Newcastle. So I'm kind of hovering over uh, Sterling at the moment, but I can understand why Salah would be the better option. And if I can see that there's a poll or whatever it is that uh, Sterling's winning, say, 75% to Salah's 20%, it's not going to make me move off of Sterling or move on to him if I wasn't to begin with. It, I suppose it it shouldn't really count for anything. It, it It does, but it shouldn't because you should be just thinking about how who you thinks the best one to go for
0: yeah i guess like to me with that same thing is i don't feel confident in i like i i really feel convicted that sterling's going to get more like i feel like it's like a coin flip basically mm. so when that happens i kind of feel better going against what everyone else is doing if it's like a overwhelming margin like that, because I'm going to own the player and cover myself there, but I have like more of a chance to gain when I don't feel like the percentage of the captaincy is reflective of like how much better of an option it is. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand that. But in these situations, how many, how many points is it different normally? It's about right, three or four, right. isn't it? It's not always yeah. lows and lows. Like if the, if the captaincy are quite close, I do think that you just got to. Go. the one you is going to score
0: more. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm overthinking everything all the time, so that's my <laughs> problem. That's my problem. I don't want to drag you into the muck with me. I mean, the safer um, option
1: is just to go for who everyone else is going for, who the polls are going for. Um, yeah, I, yeah. But, I mean,
0: I think that's just ridiculous. Like, that's not why I don't play this game, to just, like, let a poll decide, like, my choices, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I t- you got to take it into mind, seeing, seeing what other people are doing. Like, you've got to look at it and think, well... Why are they doing that? Why is everyone going for this? And then try and work it out for yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that was a little deeper than I expected there, but anyway. Um. So we had a Ben Urfe on our on our Slack said, "I've never listened to FPL surgery. Why should I? And what makes you guys special?" So, kind of give you a chance to maybe tell some of our listeners who don't know about you guys maybe like what you guys are up to and what's cool about your pod a little little plug time so have
1: at it oh, thanks so <laughs> um i start we started the podcast what i think it was 4 years ago now um and every year i've done it i've got um, a better rank every single year within the top ten. So I went 8K, then it was 3.5K, and then 2K last year. So I've improved as I've done the podcast. And I believe the reason why I've done that is because I've been bringing on guests from the community. We bring on guests the likes of... um We had Jay Eggersdorf on at one point. Um, who else can I think of? Uh, guests. Guests from the community. Yeah, guests from the community. As in, uh, we've had... um Peter Blake who's been on as well uh, just people with good records Alex Ball as well just all, all these guests which we've had on Stefan Hall I don't know if you, you guys have heard of him but we've had people on who have had good records so it's kind of learning from them as well and then we get different guests on every single week and I always try and bring on guests with you know either a, a decent background or s- people who know what they're talking about regarding FPL and every week we bring them on so it's a different kind of discussion it's not always the same you've always got my views and we've got bullies views as well uh and it's i suppose that's the difference from our podcast from the likes of maybe like yourselves or you know like scout um or always cheating etc uh so yeah we're, we're a little bit different to the rest in the fact that we bring on guests with good records um, every week
0: so, what, what is that like for you guys, you know, from just a consistency standpoint? Because I know, like, when I interview you or something, like, versus when it's just me and Alan like, our normally weekly, like, I'm thinking about our pod so much more in between, you know, leading up to it than normally with Alan. I'm just like, oh, it's like whatever day, I, like, record, like, and we just fall into lockstep. How do you, like, you know, sometimes the guest maybe doesn't talk as much or it doesn't.
1: I don't know if that's a question, but I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. It's, um, I have to. I do prepare for the pod. I do try and find out, you know, all the information. I watch match of the day. Try and bring up as many stats as possible. And if I've got guests on, for example, last week we, we had uh, Horseland, Bananos, Maldonado, two decent FPL uh, managers. And I didn't use as much information because those guys were talking. They had some great stuff to say. And I know that people listen to me every week, so I do kind of want to get different perspectives each week as well. And, um, I saw, I researched for that, uh, during the week and then, yeah, bring them on and then it's the, uh, the edit the next day, which is always the, the crazy one because producing it all together. It's not easy when you've got the guests on. Um, you kind of got to have, have them aware that, you know, pauses and stuff like that not necessarily a great thing to have and you know erming for too long like i do like to have a quite an acute pod with uh easy easy listenable pod and it's also also easier to edit myself when i'm erming as well (laughs)
0: yeah I mean I definitely that's something i I mean it's usually you and your friend bully, and then usually a Scandinavian person, and then usually <laughs> one more person or something It's kind of how I interpret it, but yeah. it is it is a unique perspective, I think, which is you know why I really love your pod is how you have different guests on and you know, like you said earlier, right, you listen to the podcast to change or question some of your own thinking and get some more things to investigate and i I usually always leave listening to your episodes with at least a couple of players or a couple of new concepts or points that I'm going to, you know, go back and look at for myself so. Yeah, I think you guys have a have a nice little pod going on there. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So how any other, you know, pod stuff? Just Behind the curtain, kind of a thing. I mean, I guess I'm letting everyone know how little I prepare, and you're telling everyone how much you prepare. So that's <laughs> proof, proof is in the pudding there. But, you know, anything in terms of just like your weekly routine or any changes that it's kind of been to your lifestyle, like yes. watching games. I don't know if you have a partner, if you like get more shit or you can justify it more or anything like that.
1: Yeah, it, it is more of a, it is a life changer um, running the podcast because I have to spend, I think, you know, I have to spend at least one night, so it'll be a Monday night watching Match of the Day, Tuesday night recording the pod, a Wednesday night editing the pod putting it together. And I've also got to do, on the uh, Monday or Sunday, produce the questions, which I'll, I put into like a, uh, a document for the guests to read as well, so that they can do some little research on all the questions that we get from Twitter and Slack users. We've also got... The likes of our Patreon and stuff. So, we've got yeah, no, right, don't, right, no, right no,
0: don't sign up for theirs. Do ours. So, but keep
1: going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pa- Patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Um, <laughs> but I've got to I've put all that together as well. So, and then, you know, I, I, do try and watch as many games as possible. Um, sometimes the missus doesn't let me, but, um, it, yeah, I kind of use that as an excuse. So I go, I oh, can cool, watch this because I run a podcast. I've got a know my stuff, and yeah. she, she, no, I, yeah, she's like, my wife doesn't give a fuck. She's like, I don't care.
0: <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, We're doing this instead. I'm like, oh, God, you've got God it, God. it nice and crispy,
1: though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's similar to, to my experience as well. It's, it is, it's a, it's a lot of time, but it, it's fun though, right? I mean, we do this cause it's a passion oh, of ours. Yeah. I, I think yeah, you, I absolutely
1: yeah, love it. I mean, I, we started the podcast, what, um, again, like four years ago and start, I started it to keep in touch with, uh, like my good friends. I started with four, um, three other guys and we all kept in touch, like every week we're on the pod so it was great um, but now it's just me and Bully because the other guys just couldn't keep it up but now I love it because I have it because it does give me that excuse to watch the games as much as possible Looking into stats work out of play research teams that I wouldn't even do and be interested in teams that you know not that interesting for the likes of you know Norwich and Sheffield United like that. Yeah. To, yeah, I think something. it's
0: something like we have the passion about the game and we love watching the game but there is something for me anyway. I don't know if you have this experience but it's like an unsolvable puzzle with infinity data points and things to look at to create this combination of 15 you know names on your screen kind of a thing which I I just keep I just love that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, no one's ever going to be right. In FPL, there's always opinions and you don't always have to agree. It doesn't mean that the other person yeah. is right or wrong. Like I said earlier, yeah. FPL isn't binary, is, you know, if it's yeah, not unless binary. you
0: bring like Barnes in, then you're wrong. But oh. Other than that, pretty much. Well, yeah. that's
1: debatable. We could, uh, <laughs> we could talk about that. It's just stats like
0: 20 minutes. Um, so you're, you're an Arsenal fan. I was hoping to maybe get a little like five, 10 minute Arsenal chat. Are you, are you up for that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, so what are you what are you looking at? Yes. I mean, what jumps off the page as as you know someone who pays maybe a little bit more attention to Arsenal, you know, ma- medium term players, etc. Well,
1: it's Aubameyang the one which you want from Arsenal at the moment. I know people are looking at the likes of Pepe. Uh, I know you had Ainsley Maitland Niles at one point. Um, did you have him at the start of the season? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you did. Do you still have did him? Did you not?
0: You didn't. Did you not want a twelve-pointer game week one, James?
1: <laughs> How many points he's scored since then?
0: <laughs> Don't know. I bend him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maitland isles yeah, he's in there for so, until Ballerin comes back. But keep going. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but it would be Obamiang for me. He's returning well. Yeah. Consistent yeah. returns is kind of what yeah. I look for. Um, yeah. I mean, I looked at all the players that have kind of re- consistently returned. There's not that many that's returned every week. Obamyang. KDB, Aguero, Wilson and Marshall, I think, are the only ones that have returned every week. So he is one which I would go for. But yeah, if he's playing out on the wing, it's not necessarily a great asset. And Arsenal are not a high shooting team at the moment. Like they're, they're not getting high shots for them. So. I, mean, Pepe I guess again. the tough
0: thing with that, though, right, is they did just come off Spurs-Liverpool. They played a bunch of children
1: game week one. Like, we still haven't really seen... Mm, yeah, it's, right? you want to kind of see how they go. But last year as well, the numbers have regressed since Emery's arrived, and that's never good. And when you've got Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Pepe all playing for you, you're expecting it to increase and do, and do well. At the moment, there's just nothing which I think is guaranteed with Arsenal. I mean, mm-hmm. Pepe will be the most exciting one. And if you can bring him in before he kicks off, would be great. I mean, he got uh, seven attempts against Spurs uh, in the last game. I think it was, um, yeah, tw- I think he's on 12 attempts so far. And he's only started one game. Um Two games. He started two games.
0: Yeah, he started. Liverpool. He was up top with
1: with Ox. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started two games. yeah, Right, yeah. And, and he was he
0: was lively in that game. But what do you make of Pepe? Because he seems just like a fucking erratic, crazy guy out there, like with no composure whatsoever in the final third. <laughs> you think that's the problem? He's gonna, yeah. What do you do? You, do you think he's going to be bringing points home when your fixture run starts right now for this the next couple months?
1: I, I do think he is going to. But like you say, is decision making on that final ball, which is a little bit questionable. But he's got the stats behind him. He was a well-coveted player before he actually came to Arsenal. I think even Bayern were keen on him. So he's been compared with the likes of Robin. um, And yeah, he's a perfect fit for Arsenal because we needed uh, a winger. And he fixed that hole perfectly. It's just you still don't know whether or not he's going to be able to do it in the Premier League. But he's getting the shots out already. So you're hoping that it's going to come good. You're just not entirely sure. You, I mean, like, he looks great on the counter attack. You just wonder whether he's going to struggle versus teams that park the bus. Like, he's got a decent shot on him, but at the moment, it's not brilliant in terms of, uh, you know, the, the XG, which he's producing isn't massive. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's a lot it's of kinda... hope, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's a lot of hope, I guess. It's kind of like with him, he only started two games against Liverpool Tottenham, so... You know, I guess it's extrapolating what you've seen. I mean, He's clearly a box of tricks. He's got a lot going on for him, but mm. it's extrapolating over this medium to long term, and if you have the faith right, that he's going to be bringing points home. Yeah, exactly. Because we're seeing, right, Aubameyang obviously hasn't blanked yet, He's but he's 11 million, and are you going to captain him over someone like uh, City or Mo, even in good fixtures? I'm not sure. It's hard to fit him in, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do want those City and Liverpool players over Aubameyang. But yeah. he, if he was a bit cheaper, then maybe, yeah, you just can't really fit him in at the moment.
0: Yeah. So what's your what's your take on the uh, the Onion Man Sabios over there?
1: I think it's great. It's just a shame yeah. that you just don't know what Emery's going to do with it. Um, yeah. he, I mean, like he gets the team going. We kind of go a level up when he came on the pitch uh, in the North London derby. Mm -hmm. and uh, it does look very promising just we have got a few midfielders now and you just wonder when he's going to suddenly start Ozil as well I think you need to see consistent returns before bringing them in
0: yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, McTarian gone is so good for you guys. That couldn't have been the best. Oh, that was probably the best, best news for you. He's the best. He's the best, best. And, yeah. I mean, you know, Ozel's my actual favorite player in the league, so I can't wait for that to come in. But yeah, what's
1: your... You, you, had him ahead, him la- you had him last season at the start. I have him
0: every year. I have him every year <laughs> every at some point. Year. I'm going to have him again this year yeah, at some point. I look point. forward to it. Love him. Um, you guys have Europa coming up, and we kind of saw what havoc that wreaked on your side last year. What are you looking at with that?
1: I mean, I I just don't really want to touch Arsenal until I see consistent returns. And I do think that we're going to struggle when um, Europa is involved as well. I mean, we have got a big team, but yeah. I'm, I'm just not seeing the numbers for Arsenal. I, I, it's all hopeful stuff and it's all kind of, you're looking forward to what's going to happen, but you just don't know. So there's no point in taking the risk. And with, like you say, with Europa coming in, it's something which is just going to get in the way. I do hope that we're going to play more of the kids in that, though. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, another wait and see. Boring answer.
0: You, you guys need Shaka nailed to the Europa games and never play a league game again. Yeah. that's what you need.
1: You yeah, need to yeah get rid of him. That's uh, I <laughs> he mean,
0: never gets injured. He
1: doesn't, and
0: <laughs> why doesn't he get injured? It would be so good for Arsenal. He just never gets hurt. Produces more fouls than
1: KFC as well. ridiculous. <laughs>
0: All right, so Arsenal. I guess wait and see. It's kind of, I feel a little down after touching on them, to be honest. Yeah, I, I I like Arsenal, though. I think you guys are going to finish top four. I'm I, I positive on Arsenal. I don't know. I guess I'm not clo- as close to you as you are, though. So mm. maybe I'm just uh, rose rose colored glasses over here. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I hope I can be like that at some point.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's about all I had for you. Um, is there anything you wanted to kind of touch on that we didn't really hit?
1: Um, I do wonder where you guys uh, get your information from. Um, that's a good question. I don't read
0: anything. Mm-hmm. I watch. Usually watch. I don't know what Alon does. Alon watches a lot of games and he reads stuff on and off. He goes through phases, but I, I can't speak for him. But. I don't read anything and I watch usually about 5 games live, 4 or 5 games live a week and I watch the match of the day how it's for the rest. Um, your podcast is the only other podcast I listen to and then honestly it's our Slack. I mean, I don't think that there's articles or content in the community that we don't deep dive in our conversations on Slack. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a 24-hour kind of discussion, so like when I go to sleep, I wake up, you know, I go and read, and I, I get ideas from that too, and the other yeah. dudes are talking about different stuff, so, I mean, that's filled the void, I used to read some articles like on FFS, but now they're just, I mean, I just think they're regurgitate. I don't, uh, there's no point, I don't see a point of reading them, sure. so... The Slack, like the Slack stuff that we have in our community has just filled that void for me, and, and that's that's all the juice I get.
1: Yeah, that's so, kind uh, of the, the yeah. same as me, really. Our, our Slack channels are booming all the time, and ours is yeah. just much better than yours. So it's always got all the sure. information okay. that you need in yeah, our yeah, yeah. Slack channel, <laughs> FBL Surgery Slack channel. Um, <laughs> so that's where you need to go, I think. So if you sign up at patreon.com forward slash FBL Surgery, yeah, yeah. and yeah, help yourself out there.
0: Yeah, the the views of of my guests cannot be condoned by the host, and they will not be disseminated for the needs of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, good sure.
0: banter, good ba- any, I mean, I, I hope that answers it for you. But yeah, it's, I guess it's kind of limited. But yeah, I mean, really, it's like right. We immerse ourselves in it, like you and I, for example, because we have the pods and stuff. Mm-hmm. But. I just want watching the games is just all I really need. I mean, I just try and watch, you know, who's in what positions and like who's shooting and who looks good. And
1: it's the best way. I, I, I trust.
0: Yeah, it's, that's what I use the most is my eye test. I mean, I use my eye test and gut a lot more than other maybe other people, which is maybe why I don't have as good of finishes because I don't usually. Do the statsy type thing as much. I do like a little bit if I want like a confirmation bias to someone I'm seeing who yeah. I like like. But like last year, like Rondon is like, I'm obsessed with Rondon. Like, and like Ozel, like I am obsessed with Ozel. So I just get them because it make me happy. And I, if I get like a 12 pointer off Ozel, like. That is the happiest I'm going to be in the month with my FPL team. So, like, I also have fun doing that, which I acknowledge. You know, I, I definitely do things like that, and that's you know that's part of how I play, and I you know that's how I enjoy it. So,
1: yeah, that's that's yeah. more than fair enough. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do enjoy listening to you guys and how you come to your conclusions as well. It, it almost seems like it's sometimes completely off the cuff, and you just it's just going on impulse, and sometimes that is the best thing. It's just. I, I mean, I I go into stats and and things and you know, listen to all the podcasts just because I enjoy talking about. it. I enjoy FPL in general, and I enjoy football. So anything to do with football, I, I would tend to get involved in and immersed in.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. So any, anything else, James?
1: I do have some other questions. Could you tell
0: me? Oh my me god! All right, we're we're switching. I'm 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 taking the the other chair now. Yeah,
1: tell me a little bit more about the the darkness. The darkness, oh my god.
0: I mean, the darkness is your friend. You embrace the darkness when he arrives. You know, he takes on different forms. Mm. But, you know, it's the kind of thing that your player gets subbed at 58 minutes. Like, he says hi and he pops up a little bit over there. You have a clean sheet ruined in stoppage time. You know, he's like, hey, remember, remember what this is like? Your your eight pointer just went to a two. I'm like, oh yeah, cool, like how you're doing. So, so it's just like you know, it's just like an ever present thing that is con- he comes and goes, ebbs and flows. And it's just completely core, high correlation with my game week rank and how my guys are doing, you know? Think, I'm like, must spend an extra million to get Laporte. Like, never own Laporte for one week in my actual life in FPL. Wild carded. Must spend a million on Laporte. Not going to skimp and go on Zinchenko. Not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, James. Injured. Laporte. Absolutely fucking dead on minute 15. I'm like, yeah, this is, like, that's what it is. That's what the darkness, that's the darkness. is.
1: That's, yeah, good yeah. explanation. I think you you seem to go to the darkness a bit more than Alon does.
0: Alon's just so much happier and like better than me in general. So I it's we ha, we have our roles to play. We're a yin and yang. I yeah, mean, we've I agree. me and Alon have been best friends for since first grade like for 25 years basically. So we know each other better than we know ourselves. So he knows when to push my buttons to get some like some enter out on the pod he knows when to back off if I'm getting a little bit too aggressive and you know we, we kind of play off each other in that
1: way. Yeah so. it does. Work. I mean the okay at the start of the pod that you did just now was was not the same it's not the same about Alon. No, I, I don't have it in me you're, I
0: don't have it you're, in you're,
1: me James It's, it's Walsh. It always brings it back down to a par because <laughs> it works a nice balance like you're getting too excited when the Alon started with the okay and then it's Walsh. It just brings it level. It levels it out. I do like that <laughs>
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you. I do it. I do it for you and all the listeners. Yeah,
1: You're, welcome. Cool. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome. The second question is: um, We were bored to death by other FPL podcasts, commodified com- <laughs> com- <endeared> by <laughs> <it>? very dull <laughs> okay. fucks. So we decided to do something about it and start our own. This is um, this is quoted from your Patreon. Do
0: you want to? Oh, is that ex- on our thing? Do you want to explain that? Maybe a little bit oh, I love that. I didn't know that it was there. I, I, again, i I, don't know, I like you know wrote handle. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wrote that. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much our brand, right? I mean, we're kind of the alternative to the mainstream pods in the FPL community. I mean, we have. A lot of people that hate our podcast, and a lot of people that just don't like what we do and who we are. I mean, we're kind of just we chat, FPL, and we're vulgar and we curse and we offend people, and that's kind of how we are. And you take it or you leave it, yeah. and we're not going to, you know, we don't change. One well, night, like this, is just when we podcast. You know, it's very conversational in nature, and we 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 don't do guests, and it's just us talking like we would if we talked on the phone for an hour, yeah. and you know, that's kind of where. What makes us kind of tick, and you know, again, I mean, we're definitely never going to be like FFS scout guest like Walsh talking about whatever with like people or whatever they do. I don't know, or like on the FPL app, like oh, get like Mo this week because they're playing a bad defense. Like that's not what we're going to do. So it's just kind of where we are. It's it's our little niche, and you know, it's definitely limiting, but we have fun with it and. Our, our listeners are also a little bit of a like a little little nutty, a little more nutty breed, I think, and you know we we love them, we love them all.
1: Um, I do think that. Maybe a long could go on the likes of uh, FF scale or something like that, but yeah, well, definitely he <laughs> definitely couldn't.
0: <laughs> no, no, Fred's ridiculous. But we we had like, was it last year or two years ago? Like BBC or something was like to go on the five live radio. They like reached out and like they reached out to some other people or whatever. So they were like, like one of us was going to go on, and I was like, I'm definitely not going there. and He's like, oh yeah, no, definitely not. Like I'm going. Oh well, wow. <laughs> like that was just like an easy. Like we don't even have any blurred lines. It's like this is who I am. This this is who Alan is. Like, you know, we like he had Ankh on and it's like I would probably go to somewhere bad with him. So like Alan does like those ones. But if it's like an FPL thing, like I can handle it. Yeah. I can handle James. Like got it, got it. okay, okay.
1: You do exactly what it says on the tin.
0: Oh, there you go. See we then that's the other thing, right? We're not trying to deceive the public. We're not deception merchants. We're just transparent couple transparent guys who just love FPL, you know? That's about it. Are these are these uh questions that were fielded from uh, your Slack that you could find at patreon.com slash FPL Surgery like your Slack? <laughs> <laughs> are, Dr- are these James Jury, questions? These are
1: James Drury questions, but they, uh, I did have a question which Premier League player would make it in the FPL, but I don't really care what your answer is for that.
0: Good, good. Stir in the pot. We just want to stir the pot. Do you, you know? love a just fun. as well? That's your oh thing yeah,
1: yeah, can... big. That's big in our lexicon. Yeah.
0: That's big in our lexicon. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Did I? Uh, how'd I do? Yeah, it Host did really James. well. well done, mate. Did, yeah. Okay. It was okay. Good, good pod. I can. I can exhale now. <laughs> all right, James. So I, I think we've plugged you. But where can we find you on Twitter? You guys are on Twitter.
1: Yep. Uh, at FPL Surgery. Um, go to our website, fplsurgery.com, or Facebook. Anywhere you can find our pod, it's, we're all over the place. All right, James, thank you very
0: much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate your insights, your your candor, and, and having fun with you. Thanks a lot for
1: coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great to be on, and keep up the good work, guys.
0: Likewise.